all right all right all right what is up what is up youtube boxing family it is i krat7435 right back at you with another good boxing live stream show for you guys today Day, or just sports show if you guys want to call it like that um i'll be having bkfc professional fighter howard davis on the panel today and um he should be coming in very soon so i'm just waiting up for him and uh yeah you know we'll get the show right up on the road today so yep i'm just gonna wait for him and uh just you know wait for the you know person to come up But uh, yeah, in the meantime, uh, shout out to everybody coming in the chat uh, or anybody that will watch it, uh, watch the show up inside of the replay. So um, be sure to share the video, like, rate, comment, subscribe. And um, yeah, man, you know, we're going to have a pretty good boxing, you know, chop session. Well, more like bare knuckle fighting. But um, yeah, uh, if you guys don't know who Howard Davis is, he's a very good fighter. Um, he, he recently got into a really tough fight in his last outing that didn't go, go his way. Um, but, you know, he's a really good, talented fighter. Uh, BKFC fighter. Uh, I forgot what's his record. I'm going to ask him that, you know, when he comes in. But, yeah, you know, like, I'm, like, really excited to, you know, talk with him. Um, he definitely deserves his, um, um, his respects as a fighter. Uh, has a lot of great skill. Um, he has more of a professional boxer style, so... Um, he's out of Plantation, Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Has a lot of skills. Um, he's a heavy hitter, six foot two. Um, he has a 77 inch arm reach. Uh, he has stacked um, attributes for his weight class. I think he fights at 140 something, or no. Uh, it was like, I know that he's like a super welterweight built fighter, but. I think for BKFC, it's like MMA weight, so I want to say that's like, maybe like, what, 140-something? Um, yeah, the fight was scheduled at, uh, with him and Louis Lopez, that was his opponent that, you know, he lost to, um, that was at 145, so, so yeah, like, I mean, uh, that's not bad, I mean, he's actually pretty, you know, pretty shredded, you know, coming into his fight, so... You know, he's a really big, you know, welterweight, so, um, yeah, like, it's pretty good that, you know, he, he's actually doing his thing, and, you know, he's coming in to BKFC with, like, a lot of, you know, athletic ability. Um, I definitely like, you know, you know, how he fights long, and he's very, uh, he's very skilled with, you know, what he likes to do, but, um, yeah, you know, like, I'm, uh, like I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where he goes from here, because he has a pretty good career. As far as where everything can be. All right, here, here he is. Yo, oh, how's it going, Howard? Uh, I don't think I can hear you. I think you need to turn, turn on, um, turn on your uh, microphone. I don't think I can hear you. No, I can't hear you. I can't hear you.
Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I think I think it's you know some technical issues, but um, yeah, hopefully hopefully he can come right back in and um, we can get everything set up. But uh, yeah, sorry about that. Like I mean, it happens, but uh, things uh, things you know go on and off. So, but um, hopefully he can rejoin and uh, that can be you know resolved. But, um, yeah, until then, I'm going to try to work with them to see what happens. Uh, let's see. Here, here, close any other apps you may be using, then refresh the page.
All right, here we go. All right, let's try it. Um, hello? Uh, um, can, uh, 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 can you hear me? Sorry about that, guys. I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, just hold on tight. I'm just trying to make, you know, make this a little bit easier. But, yeah, just, uh, give me, just give me, like, a couple more minutes, y'all. I'm sorry about that. Until he gets back in here, yeah. Like I was just going to talk about the uh, post fight with um, Atifa Barrelton and um, Artem Brusov, and then the uh, January 20th fight card with uh, Undisputed Promotions. Uh, that was a pre pretty good fight card. Um, I'll talk about some of the fights on that, and then I'll hover over of uh, what was going on with the uh, um, with a Showtime. And that fight card, but um, for the uh, undisputed promotions one, uh, that was a pretty good fight card. Um, he, he had some pretty good talent on there. Had um, Christina Cruz. She had a good um, unanimous decision victory over Amy Salinas. So, uh, that was a good fight. And then there was uh, Jackson Blanco. Uh, he, he defeated his opponent. That was a really good, you know, sturdy matchup. And then uh, there was other guys like uh, Robert Burwell. He fought Patrick Pierre, but like you know, that was like a decent, you know, car. And then uh, Corey Marksman. He fought Adrian Orban. Uh, that was a good card, card as well. You know, with that fight, uh, Corey Corey defeated Adrian. Um, his corner stopped it. You know, they were both getting sick, and uh, that's what ended up happening. And then Glenn Desern, uh he fights at 130. I, think, I believe he defeated Luis Domingo Hernandez. So uh, that uh, that was pretty interesting. And um, yeah, you know, there was, um, you know, that was a pretty good, you know, outing. All right, uh, give me one second. I'm going to call, uh, you know, Mr. Um, Howard Davis on Instagram, so give me one second. All right.
All right, calling him right now. Hello? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. All right, perfect. Um, how's it going, Howard? It's good. You? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, uh, like about everything. What's going on with your career? How'd you get into uh, bare knuckle fighting? Right? Yeah. I mean, um, I got into bare knuckle fighting through my coach Ryan Perez. About a few years ago, there's going to be this, um, I guess it was a new promotion and it just, I got, um, St. Chip in a few states and stuff like that. And, um, at first I was just a regular amateur boxer and just planned on going pro, but, um, that route wasn't the best just starting off on um, fresh boxing because I wasn't signing anyone and I didn't have like a, a lengthy amateur background, so. We went a different route with the bare knuckle fighting thing. Um, Jared K. Gotti was the first one to like, step on the scene for us. It was supposed to be me, but my mom and um, the person I was dealing with at the time didn't want me um, doing that because um, I got kids and stuff. They, they, they thought it was too dangerous. So I ended up um, continuing boxing and um, eventually still ended up doing bare knuckle to start off anyway, so I just kind of like waited to see how um, Jared panned out in the sport and how safe it was and like um, et cetera, stuff like that. So I got, I got into it through that, but I've been fighting all my life, whether it be, you know, in school or out of school. So the brand local thing never really like scared me. It's just like, now you're doing it for money. So yeah, people train differently and it's a professional sport. and. You don't see fighters come over. You got boxers, ex-world champions that come over, and you know people with more experience than me. So I took a risk, and um, it just paid off and go with. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that because um, you know bare knuckle fighting is definitely like way different from the sport of boxing. But um, I was gonna ask about your boxing career. Like, um, was it just financial, like? barriers to like get in so therefore you could start making more money as a professional fighter versus like in bare knuckle like that had more money on the table for you to you know get into that career to expand your growth uh it was a bit of both you know like most bosses that start off don't usually make a lot of money unless they're signed to a big promoter and their contract is, you know, paying them every fight and stuff like that. If you're kind of independent and you just getting on small shows here and there, you can, get, you can get paid $500, a thousand, like small stuff. And it's like, you train two, three months for that fighter, whatever you do. And it's like, it's not, it's not worth it. Just to, if you're in certain situations, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, they're not paying more um, outright. In the beginning, so that was the route to go because my amateur career was good. You know, I won a few belts, but I never traveled and went nationally in like the Olympics. Like I started boxing late. I probably started started boxing at um I want to say 
22 or 23, or maybe even early 24. I'm not sure, but I'm 28 now. I've only been boxing in a few years, so it's obviously people with way more experience than me and have, you know, made their name established in boxing, you know, amateur-wise and just in general. So, yeah, I've been in the ring with a few champs and, you know, upcoming prospects. And, um, I've been in there with Xander, who, who fights for a top rank, and he's a big prospect. You know, I've been there with Aaron DePonte. Oh, wow. He's on. Yeah, I, I've been in there with a few guys, and I've done really good for my lack of experience because I'm just a natural born fighter, so I just had to learn boxing. I always loved it, but growing up, my parents weren't the type to put me in sports. So I only had one parent, I only had my mom, so I didn't have that father figure that pushed, you know, the oh, yeah, you got to be in sports and try this and try that. It was basically like, you're going to work and you're going to work and you get a job, get a job. But I didn't want to do that because I see my mom do that and had enough athletic ability to do something different and, you know, try to support from like, support my kids and my family in a different way rather than just working on the five. So, yeah, you know, I, that, that, um, I took that leap, that leap of faith and, you know, things worked out and hopefully they continue to work out and I can, make it big someday and, you know, make all this make sense and just take care of my family. Yeah, that's a very um, interesting backstory because um, um, I'm, like, I got into boxing at 24. Like, I'm 27. I'll be 28 in April. But I, uh, like, um, when I got into it, like, I, you know, ran into, like, a lot of good fighters. Like, you know, I'm from Albany, New York. But uh, I ran into, like, you know, guys like Tony Marshall. Um, he trained Ooh. with... Um, Mike Tyson for nine years, um, you know, at that time frame. Um, he's like a Guyanese fighter, I think, but he uh, um, he brought me into like, the sport. I ran into Abraham Nova, um, who's a... Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a beast. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I've like uh, ran into a bunch of fighters and I've just naturally like created like this natural bond you know, mm-hmm. you know, for the sport, uh, cause I used to wrestle back in high school. So, yeah. um, I yeah, think I football. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. Uh, a standout at receiver, but the thing that I do now to stop me from going to a D one college and just having my grades and stuff, right? Like I used to just fight all the time and barely be in school. So I only got to play one year of, um, high school football as my senior year and I was really good. You know, I went to FSU for a visit. I had letters from Oh, doing. wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but the ACT, I didn't do the best, but I needed such a high score in the ACT because the, what is called the, like, the, the sliding little scale thing. It's like, if you have a low GPA, you have to get a high ACT. Yeah, you have to have that. It was like that. So, it didn't pan out for me because I missed so much school and time just always fighting. Like, I was never, like, not a smart kid. I just didn't notice stuff because I was never in school, so. Crazy how life works right now. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, um, I'm friends with uh, Tim Witherspoon Jr. Uh, That's uh, Tim Tim Witherspoon Sr.'s son, and he was kind of telling me the same thing of how a lot of fighters out of his area, out of Philly, they go through the same thing, too, because, um, you know, they have so much talent, but the problem is, is, you know, the barrier to entry. You know, if you're not going to keep your education right, then that's like another big benefactor that holds you back as well. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And, you know, coming from just a single parent household and being um, my mother's little child and just having a lot of like 
support issues. Like I didn't have the support in football, so I wasn't gonna have support in boxing. I kind of still don't have the full support in my boxing. She hasn't been to any of like my professional fights because I do bare knuckle. She only support that. She rather me box, but I don't have that luxury to have the choice of just to like get in the biggest boxing matches. Even though I may have a big opportunity this year to box in um like Dubai, one of my teammates on um on the Star House team just fought in Russia and they're throwing a card in Dubai and he boxed. So he kind of got our foot in the door of that. So we were hoping things come together with that and we get a few of our fighters that, you know, that come from a boxing background, but a do great knuckle can go over there and, you know, get our name out there to the world. And, you know, the people in Dubai pick up some, you know, sponsorships, you know, pick up a, a win and, you know, just keep the train rolling. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that. Um, as far as like the like how BKFC is as a whole, like, do you do you think that's a really good model for like what they're doing right now? Like, because like some people say like you know it, it's way too dangerous that the financial capabilities are not there. But like, mm -hmm. do you do you think that your future is like a lot better with them? Um, they definitely help shape my future, and um, depending on how things go, if I you know stay committed and take less injuries or cuts and stuff like that. And I, you know, I grab a belt and I fight, you know, another UFC person or something because I fought Jimmy Rivera, you know, had tons more experience to me, you know. I have the um, youth on my side and the physical advantages, but he has obviously the experience and people don't understand how um, deep experience can take you, especially anywhere somebody that has less than 10 fights and you have almost 40, so. It's like they give me somebody else like that, or I get one of the big names and I fight them. You want to go to something, you know, my, my pay raise can go up and I don't have to fight good enough where I can put money behind myself. And even if I want to start a promotion and box under my promotion and try to be the A side in a lot of cases, and then, you know, still have to take B side fights because some people just have more, you know, rank under their name because it's the promotion, how to promote it, and stuff like that in there. Um, accolades, whether it be inside the amateurs, the Olympics, or just the, the pro ranks, you know. So it just, it just, just having the right people around me and the right managing, you know, I could, I could go far. I can, you know, be a world champion in um, bare knuckle and in boxing. It just it starts with me, and then I have to have the right people making the right choices around me and guiding me the right way and having my best interest. And we can do a lot of things because. I have the, you know, the talent and the ability to do it. It's just that it's just everything has to, like, mesh the right way and just just believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, very interesting that you say that. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for you for just even doing that because it's just, like, bare, bare knuckle as an art you know the boxing as an art has has been around for such a long time yeah and you know uh that's like predating back to like the ancient you know era back in like ancient africa but it's like leading up to now like you see so much you know um i should say like so much different styles that people have developed over you know like the course of time and um the fighters that are more slick that are more dedicated to the sweet science like those like you know those fighters bring such a great you know expansion to the sport and yeah. um 
like I was gonna ask about your style. Like how like how would you describe your style? Are you a boxer puncher? Are are you like a mover? Are you like you know like aggressive fighter? Like how would you describe yourself? Um, to describe myself, my boxer style. Like I would say I'm still finding it. I feel like it's certain things I can tweak and just want to stay one like path and just like I want to obviously be a boxer and be slick and stuff like that. I am to an extent. But it's like, I guess being in bare knuckle kind of changed that because a lot of times I gauge situations wrong. Like, certain situations, I don't flip the switch and go to the boxer when I'm in the bare knuckle ring because the bare knuckle is more like, it's a fight, but it, it's, it's very weird. It's very different because obviously you don't have the gloves and cuts happen easier and just the, the circumference of your fist compared to the circumference of a glove and everything just a little different. So... And then you have to pick and choose when you want to like box and you want to fight in bare knuckle. Like it's literally like on and off, on and off. Just the switch is like sometimes I'm a fighter in there when I should be a boxer, and times that I'm a boxer in there, I should be a fighter. Like if I'm trying to box and dude's cutting off, we getting close, and then he makes it a fight. Like he's a shorter dude and he's holding it. Like kind of what with me and Jimmy went through. Like he grabbed me a lot and made it a close quarters fight, but. In boxing, a real boxing match, they would have, you know, made us break 50,000 times. They would have told them, you know, stop holding stuff like that. But in bare knuckle, it's, it's not like that. If you're working in a clinch, and, you know, you, with bare knuckle, you can grab the back of somebody's neck and kind of pull them down into your punches. So it's like, well, shorter fighter, that's that works in their um, advantage because they're already, they already have shorter arms and stuff like that. And usually the shorter fighters usually are the stronger fighters because they don't have to lose so much weight and stuff like that. Like me, I'm like 6'1", six, 6'2", six, losing... 15, 20 pounds to fight at 145 when another, uh, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy was a bigger, like smaller dude, but it's other dudes that's, that, that's an actual weight. So they're not really drained or losing power. I'm kind of sapping my power to fight at the weight that I'm at. That I'm at. Even though I get the rehydrant, like it don't, don't bring back my power, like a snap of the fingers. I can't put on too much muscle during camp or I'm going to be overweight. So it's like, it, it's, it's really, it's really different. Like with the, so like basically that's, your question with the boxing, like, yeah, I feel like in certain when I'm sparring and I'm doing certain things on the amateurs, I'm, I'm slick, I can move and get out of the way, I can have defense, but a lot of times I get undisciplined in certain ways and it makes me look like more of an aggressive fighter and just a, a puncher rather than a boxer. So I do have more experience fighting bare knuckle and just like basically street fighting than I have boxing. So I, I, I tend to back on that sometimes and just rely on my power to in things when I can just literally use my length, use my jab, set things up and just have patience. Like boxing has taught me a great deal on patience and just seeing stuff rather than just doing things without reason, like throwing punches without reason and, you know, not, not bring me a hand back and, you know, you pay for certain stuff and boxing is the slightest thing. And like you said, it's the sweet science is dated back to thousands of years and like people really study it, study it. So you have to, play catch up in the sense when you're in my in my shoes and sometimes you adapt faster to certain things than others but yeah that's how I can best answer that question yeah because um that's why that I wanted to bring that up with you because um I think with bare knuckle like like people <clears throat> compared to you know uneducated casuals in boxing they say when you box somebody you're boring but in bare knuckle that's way more riskier but on top of that when you outbox somebody you're actually getting a lot more success in those fights because 
you know, what's shown in a lot of fighters that do bring like the sweet science of boxing in a bare knuckle fight, it's still, you know, like the same principle. But I think like to the masses, like, do you think like do you think more people expect you to knock somebody out coming into like a bare knuckle fight, or do you see yourself just going in, try to get the win, and then just come out, you know, with like the least amount of damage as possible? Um, the fans definitely expect a knockout. Everybody wants a knockout. Everybody wants to show. Everybody wants a slugfest. Nobody really wants to sit there and watch a boxing about If I want to be honest, like they don't care about the slipping and all that. Like when I was um about to fight Jimmy Rivera, I keep bringing up, but this is the most relevant thing I have to say because this is like the the height and reach and everything like that. And I could have boxed him all day long and not made it a fight. Just stay on the outside and stayed back and it would have just been a not engaging fight. Um the chairman of um Bare Knuckle told me I mean told my coach said please tell Howard not to go out there and make it a boring fight and just boxing like the sport is called bare knuckle fighting, not bare knuckle boxing. So I wanna fight. I wanted to be, you know, this is a big name. I wanted to be entertaining. So that in my mindset makes me more subjective to going in there and brawling and fighting, trying to, you know, engage the fight, insinuate the fight, and just make it happen, which I did. And if you go back to the film, you watch it, like, he's several inches shorter than me, reached several inches shorter. But the whole fight, I was walking him down, coming in. Like, I didn't have to do that. I could have stayed on my bad leg, moved around, shook around. And in a sense, if you watch the fight, we switched roles. What he did is what I was supposed to be doing. He stayed back. He circled. You know, he wasn't engaging too much. He only engaged when I engaged or tried to counter, but he was not coming forward. You expect the smaller guy to come forward because that's how he closed off that distance and get his shots inside and, and do the dirty work. But I was coming forward the whole fight. I didn't have to do that. I could have stayed back, chilled. would have been a boring fight. Probably would have got a knockout. You never know. Or I just would have just outpointed him. Like, yeah. would have what to do most of his opponents. But like I said, told by the man himself to make it a fight. So I'm like, hey, if I, and my coach was like, if you knock this dude out, name will go up and all that stuff like that. So even with my injury to my hand, I almost put out a fight a few times, but I just went through it and tried to be um, resilient and just do like I've always done and just push through the pain and fight. And that's what happened because I've been in amateurs fighting for, you know, like the national sugar bird and I hurt my hand on the first day to the point that is I think I broke my hand. I had to ice it and the next day I fought and won a belt and medal and stuff like that. So, you wow. know, I, I know how to push through the adversities and stuff like that. So that's just what I did. And it wasn't the smartest choice because maybe I didn't have to get surgery if I didn't fight Jimmy. Maybe I could just let my hand heal naturally because now after the surgery my hand isn't really the same. Like it's it's you know Surgery is definitely different when you get it done on something that has so much nerves and you know something that you do that you fight with. So it's just you know it's stuff panned out good, stuff panned out bad. But you know, I can't dwell on it. I'm just ready to move forward. Yeah, that's very uh, interesting that you say that because I assume that the level of injury is way worse in boxing because like you're not going through like you know like the cumulative factor of, of being injured from a boxing match versus bare knuckle, like you could basically hit any, anywhere on the body and, you know, um, you're basically like going in to do damage yeah. rather than just going in there trying to, trying to outpoint somebody. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask like, of like about you know your campaign for your weight class. Like, um, what's like the plan for you to, you know, get up into your career and uh, try to try to you know gain certain you know goals for your um legacy, right? Yeah. Um. Right now, my goals are my my first goal is to just you know it's not all about money. I love boxing. I love fighting. I'm just a fighter of life. But just to obviously be financially stable to take care of you know what I need to take care of and that being my kids. So that's the first thing. If I make the most money and never become a world champion, that's okay with me because I didn't grow up by getting the sport to. Just immediately, oh, I'm gonna want to be a world champion. That's my single goal. Yes, it'll be nice, and I strive for it. But that's not my main goal. My main goal is to use my abilities to provide, and that's what I want to do first and foremost. So, if I become a world champion, in the process of that, because I obviously don't want to lose, I want to train my ass off, and it's cool getting the notoriety, the accolades, and you know, making that, you know, the hardware that you put in pay off and get to an end goal so definitely want to be a champion at the 145 weight class and bare knuckle and maybe it'd be like 155 too but in boxing um i can fight at super welterweight or what they call it junior middleweight yeah super or welterweight or middleweight yeah so yeah so at 154 i can fight at that competing that i can all compete at just welterweight 147 i've just been thinking about how i make my weight for um, the bare knuckle fights at 145, I always come in under. I came in at 143, 142. So it's like, if I really wanted to in boxing, I could probably go to 140 and fight at 140, and that'd just be so many advantages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like we need you. Um, um, I need you to knock out Tiafima Lopez for me, if you could <laughs> do that, you know? You know. He's, he's crazy because he's a Florida um, native, even though he... Um, yeah, he claims to say he he's from New York, but he's really not. <laughs> yeah, he represents Brooklyn, but, you know, he... he, he um, they told me he grew up in the amateur circuit and stuff down here in Florida, but he don't say nothing about it. But, you know, everybody's different, you know, if you want to talk about his roots more than actually where he got the boxing. Um, you know, that's him, you know, no dig at him. I don't know how the whole thing go with that. You know, we, we could be wrong, we could be right on, I don't care. But... If I fought him in the future, that'd be dope because he's a, you know, he, he definitely worked hard and accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. He has skill, he has power. Uh, I don't back down for no fight, you know. It's just if I get the opportunity to train my ass off, train different and know what I'm coming in to bring. People may sleep on me because of um, my last technical loss over a cut, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> people like go by that and don't watch film and sleep on me because I got stopped by a doctor. I mean, that'd be their downfall because all it takes is one hit for me and you know, somebody can go to bed. So, and vice versa. So, I'm very keen on that. I can take a punch, obviously, being the bare knuckle, and I can deliver nasty knockouts being the bare knuckle. So, I think that gives me advantages when I go to boxing because it's not like I'm going to be prone to getting hit and want to get hit, but I know I can take a hit. And eight ounce gloves, ten ounce gloves, because I've fought um, a pro boxing match already in eight ounces. I know how it feels. It's not to me. It's not comparable to bare knuckle, because you know, like you say, you get anywhere in the body and just boom, boom, boom. That type of like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like pressure. That type of power <laughs> hit. For a lot of boxers, like they won't get in bare knuckle. Like you ask 
Earl Spencer, somebody in that's like one of my first favorite boxers. He probably like hell no. Yeah, EJ, EJ um, is the truth, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely the truth. Tank Davis came down here and he was training at my gym. Really? Yeah, I was like, what? Carter Park. I got, wow. Yeah, I got Davis and I was training right beside him. Yeah, Gervonta is a monster, man. I love oh, Tank, bro. bro. Yeah, to me, to me, he's one of the best. Even though people like they just like nobody on that, like he's like he. People realize like, his power, but they don't see like yeah, they don't see with yeah. Like, they don't see the slickness. They don't see the defense. The defense is crazy. It's just like I don't know what people be saying, but you know, people are you know their critics in their own way. But they yeah, came down, and my coach like said something about to think like. Oh yeah, these are my bare knuckle fights, and they were like bare knuckle, and like it was so surprised here. And like, my coach was like, you know, you want to get into it, and like you want to look at my coach like he's trying to set me up, like basically like you know, like he like yeah, coach Calvin Ford would be like, like, like nah, like, nah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like you fought for your life, you take out the gloves is like a you know like a bad thing. Like once we go in and register our hands as amateurs and then the pros, we're not supposed to fight with our bare knuckles, so we have to use the the glove on the glove on, so to think that they have sanctioned fighting with professional athletes that can box fighting bare knuckle is just seems so dangerous like austin trout is about to fight february and he he fought canelo alvarez in boxing he's a former world champion and so if we're gonna come down to bare knuckle and fight um somebody from the ufc yep. you don't expect it to go how you know it's going to go but ufc guys got their advantages because bare knuckle is kind of more in the sense of UFC rather than boxing in a lot of ways with the clinching and the fact that UFC fighters wear like four ounce gloves so they don't really you know have to make a huge huge adaption to like their hands because their gloves are so small and their hands already are at that speed with bare knuckle and boxing you know we fight with eight ounces the smallest smallest but you know we spar 16 ounces and you hit in the bag and stuff like you know with the 14s you may hit the mitts with eights and tens but have no glove on at, at all it like it kind of i don't know if it messes up your time and your speed but it's like you have to really gauge certain stuff different so that's what austin tries to do when you come in even though he probably fought obviously just like he is like fought in the street but you're so used to doing the boxing and doing you know the silly shell and certain stuff and boxing like that turns something like that doesn't work inside on bare knuckle and if it does you it, it can hurt way more than what you think just because you know the impact of a glove is the impact of bare knuckles on your shoulder multiple times or hitting your elbow or hitting your neck. It's just, it's just different. It's really different. Yeah, I agree because, you know, um, when I did a, like did on wrestling, um, they have about the same similar grappling tactics where, like, you know, in wrestling, you're not supposed to, like, put somebody's head down when you're trying to, like, grapple somebody. And oh, yeah, um, yeah. people people do, like, I don't know if you see it, but I see a lot of fighters playing a lot of dirty tactics like that, where they're trying to hold your head down while they're hitting you. And, yeah. you know, in boxing, yeah. yeah, in boxing, that's illegal. Like, um, you can easily, yeah. you know, get DQ'd. But... Mm-hmm. If you get away with it, like, they'll minimalize it, but it's, you know, it's no dirty tricks in boxing. You know? Like, you know, fighters and coaches work on it because they know they fight. Fighting the dirty fighters sometimes you, you gotta get a little dirty. So I see you know heads get pushed now. Nah, you know see people aim for that hip shot and like digging in all types of stuff. So yeah, um, I was gonna ask like about you know like your um physique as like you know as a fighter like um 
as far as like boxing goes, like, do you do you think as far as like the bill that that you bring to the table and bare knuckle like converted to boxing, like, like what fighter in your division do you do you kind of see yourself on that level of like, you know, if he was in my weight class, I know that I could like clip this guy in my division. Like, do you do you have those type of like thoughts about those fighters that that are that are doing good in boxing now that that you know that you could you know potentially you know defeat? Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. I mean, so yeah, it's a long shot, but one person I see that like I see my body and style matching up good with his, and I see how he fights, just the aggression. Like sometimes he gets out of his box and it, he just want to like knock shit out and like fight is um the smaller Charlo that fought, fights at. Oh, um, Jamel Charlo. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I can see me like, 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 like that. Like he has boxing, he can box, but sometimes you know he's a very emotional person, so he fights a lot of times. And, it, it it's his downfall. Like the first time he fought on um, Tony Harrison. Yeah, Tony, Tony Harrison. Harrison. And then the second time, it was really close. I, I don't know if I had Tony up, but but Tony was doing like a lot of playing and shit. And then he got caught, and that's all she wrote. Even though you know he didn't like he was fully out of there. You know the ref stepped in once they seen you know Jamel kept you know putting on pressure. But it's like if I had a style, think that somebody I fight like. It'll be him because we're both um, orthodox. We're both um, power punchers, but you know, like I say, he has a lot of boxing behind him. He can box longer, but the style and somebody else see that if they were to come in or like I was to go in boxing, like I fight that that'd be like good, like because we kind of got the same like mentality in a sense. Yeah, um, another fighter that I think would definitely mesh with your style. Um... I'm just, you know, playing, uh, you know, theoreticals, but I think, I think you and Erickson Lubin would be a really good fight. Yeah, it's crazy. I was supposed to go um, far him because we like live in, we both live in Florida. He was in oh, nice. He's missing too, too far from mine. <laughs> and I, I was going to go and like, we were supposed to bench guard um, when I had my first professional boxing fight, but um, we never got to link up. We probably still link up sooner or later, but. I don't know if I ever get to fight him, but it'll be a pleasure because you know he's accomplished a lot in his career, you know, down here in Florida and amateurs, and also in the pro ranks. So it's like I definitely see that. I I, I definitely can see that. That's crazy. Yeah, because um, I think I think what the problem with boxing is that people don't want to entertain like the really really good fights in boxing, and they just mm -hmm. think that whenever the best fight the best, they think that oh nah man like this guy is going to lose to that that guy but it's like you don't know until they fight and it's like you know let the fans try to you know try to shrug that away but i mean mm -hmm. in bkfc like everyone likes it and you know everyone's actually flourishing a lot with it because it's like you know every fight card that's being put out there um like i don't know if you can like agree but they're very unpredictable it's just like Absolutely. They are. Yeah. Because <laughs> you like, you have somebody who's like, man, what, what, what was they fighting now? When did he find the bare knuckle? Like, man, this is lit. The boxers start and the UFC start fighting. There's two guys that you would never think of. So it's like, their signs are really good and people taking the chance to see the sport growing. Um, bare knuckle has the money and the platform to you know, show a different side of people, a different side of the warrior. You know, UFC is people that have good stand up game when it comes to bare knuckle or just, you know, make it dirty, make it, you know, a gritty fight. And, you know, some bosses want to test their hands outside of their gloves. They know they got the power, they got the skill, you know, their hands would be faster and stuff like that. But, you know, it's 
advantages and disadvantages and everything. So a lot of boxers' hands are messed up because of boxing. Because believe it or not, people think that being bare knuckles way more, you know, worse than boxing. But you know, statistically and the research they've done, boxing is worse because you take more punishment. Bare yeah, knuckle, you yeah, bare knuckle, you don't get knocked the fuck out. You're going to get knocked the fuck out because the, the blunt force of things. But people legit take the boxing because it's like, I guess it's a little padded. Yes, it still hurt like a motherfucker, but you're so used to it when you're sparring, doing the years. So it just, it just accumulates. And that's just you taking more hits, more hits, more hits, more hits. And then in boxing, you have this comfortability because you have the glove on that you can punch through a cement wall and nothing will get hurt. And bare knuckle, not everybody fights like that. And I'm pretty, maybe nobody fights like that because it's a danger and risk of where you land. You can hurt yourself more than you hurt the other person. So it's like you're not, I mean, I feel like you're more cautious because you know you can break something, you can, you know, hit an elbow, you can do a lot of things that can lead to very serious injuries and layoffs. In boxing, people go out and throw their, their hardest punches because they know they have that glove on and they got some type of protection. So I feel like a lot of bare knuckle fighters don't always try to hit their hardest and you know they got a clean shot because if you miss you know are you landing the right wrong spot the top of the head the back of the head your hand can instantly break so it's a lot of different things yeah i was also going to add in like you know besides from you know the risk of injury like you know um people people that do try to cheat in boxing compared to bare knuckle like you really can't go through like the motion of trying to try to tamper anything you know with like a bare knuckle versus like in the ring like you don't know you know how that person's glove is being manufactured because you know oh, for yeah, true. yeah because like for certain manufacturing companies like everlast all these companies right like they have like a certain manufactured setup with like a glove that you could skin so like i'll even use a Ter- like a terrence crawford for example like his glove was like uh, was already ripped open at the start of what, the fight with David Avenesium. and um, mm. Everlast said that they don't have gloves like that being being you know manufactured out to like, the person that buys it, but that's not true because it's like there could always be like a faulty system of like trying to manufacture like the glove a certain way to make sure that like yeah. the certain skinning you know from like, the outside mm. portion to, to be like a lot lighter. Oh. Yeah, 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 so like, even, so, even inside, yeah, they um, other fighters, um, other fighters like Amir Khan had, like, you know, had even stated that you can make a certain customization of your glove for you to hit harder, you know, on the front, mm-hmm. and then most of what the padding can be pushed out to like, the back, and then exactly, um, you could also uh, manipulate like the thumb too, uh, to like, like, like to make like the impact more stronger, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think bare knuckle definitely proves that the science to be a lot more safer. But you know, you still have to be careful with like how you um, set up your shots, right? Exactly. Got to be very calculated. And a lot, and a lot of people are not like I said, it's a fight it turns into a brawl a lot of times. And just you, when you get in there and you're a boxer, you, all the pretty stuff that you just sometimes don't work. But it can't work for you. It's looking the boxer, you got the way. And, you know, they got that um that one guy on. Um, Tyranny, he he boxes well in it, even though you know he still gets caught. I think he's been knocked down, he's been bloody a few times, so it's hard to get away from every single punch because the punches are coming faster, they're coming in bunches, they're not always the most educated punches. So, if you are a pure boxer and you used to 
punch being thrown this way or looking this way. These are guys that sometimes never even boxed before. They already fight um, UFC, so their styles and their punch placement is totally different. So it's, it's, it's something that you definitely have to get used to because you're so used to a jab coming straight and this coming like this, but you fight a, a certain type of fighter and all that should be weird. You know, what the hell? Where, when did I get hit with this? Like, could you not like, expect? And then, like, your eyes open, but you expect this punch to come out differently if you don't stand in the sense you, you know how hook supposed to look, how upper cut supposed to look, how straight right supposed to look. But when this shit come out looking awkward or like, just like the awkwardness, it can be an advantage to some people. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, Two last questions, and then I'll um, definitely get up out of here. Um, uh, my first question is, um, as far as your venues for BKFC that you would like to fight, where would they be, and what type of market base are you trying to get to to elevate your career? And then the second question is, is like, you know, before it's all said and done, what influence do you want to bring out to your fans and audience that looks up to you and and uh, what do you want to like accomplish? You know, before you know, you um, like um, you decide to um retire. All right, let me answer the first question first. You got to let me ask the second one again because I got to retire. <laughs> All right, yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's, it's like the venues, um, you know, Madison Square Garden. Or, oh yeah, 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 um, yep. Hops, Hops or maybe Las Vegas where you no know, Floyd fights a lot at the um, the MGM and the MGM Grand and stuff like that. Like those arenas, but that'd be cool. Or, and even like the UK and the old tour, they had something eventually big in Jamaica that, you know, I can go over there and fight in front of my people. So it's, 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 it's you know, a few places that if it happens, it'd be nice. And the audience I'm trying to reach is, you know, people just like me, you know, underprivileged, you know, came from, you know, the struggle, you know, and um, you're trying to make a better way. You're trying to go a different route than what your parents have went or the people you before you whether they are in jail or you know they're dead you know just show that it's a different way to go about life and chasing your goals and your dreams and if it's so you know if you have the will it will always be a way that you can you know, get to the place you want to be regardless if it's always all at the top in the middle or you just try to hit but you know at least you don't die with regrets you know try any and everything that you want to if you your heart you know, can will it, you, you should be able to believe in yourself and do anything that you want to do. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, like, it's kind of ironic that you say that, because, uh, like, uh, Tim Witherspoon Jr. said the same thing to me in the past. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, like, I think um, you and Tim would definitely have a good conversation together. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I was also gonna say like, uh, BKFC in Jamaica and the Caribbean would be lit because um, yo, I would, I would, I would, I would seriously love that. <laughs> yeah, me too. That would, that would definitely be something. But it just gotta be the fan base. The fan base, you gotta see that the people want it and see that it, you know, it'll thrive over there. Like, I'm doing a, a, a we doing the BKFC trial on on the 29th at um, Jerry boxing gyms and you know people want to come from all over but that's down in Florida like other places we fight like that's why people that love the bare knuckles scene and I saw that when I wore the Jamaican flag shorts that one fight when I fought Josh Wright you know that's a big support a lot of people who come and support me so they definitely like that so but you just have to have the money and the means and take you know that leap of faith and see if it'll work and 
sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think it'll definitely be a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Um, because uh, I just saw him recently moved out to Florida from Albany, New York. So, mm. uh, like I like to go to you know your fight definitely. You know if um if BKFC has another event in Tampa and then I'll you know meet up you know with everyone there. I, I could do oh. that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, the last question I was going to close out is uh, what do you want to bring to your fans and audience, you know, when it's all time to um, retire and, you know, bring out the influence for your, you know, uh, career? Um, After, you know, retirement and stuff like that, I just want people to remember me from, like, for being, you know, that father that never said no to a contract, never said no to a point of uh, person that didn't have any fear when it came to another man like I don't, I don't care about name stature who you're supposed to be like I went out there and fought any and everybody with what I had and I didn't make no excuses for it regardless if I had shortcomings or not in certain ways I went out there and fought my heart out every time I mean I gave the fans exactly what they came for a fight a boxing match whatever I'm in and what I'm doing my style I don't want to be that person that entertain the fans and you know no I put it all on the line every time I start in that ring and I never have to act it in practice or lean up to the fight because I wanted to please my fans and show them that if you work hard that anything is possible. Yeah that's um uh, it's awesome man. Uh like I I always like talking to people that are like that. I think that's very important outside of any sport and uh, uh you know, that should always be, like, applied to everyday human life, so. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I appreciate the conversation, my brother, and, and uh, hopefully appreciate we could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, i like to do this again. You know, let me know when your next mm-hmm. fight is, and I'll, you know, definitely help you out in any way. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Have a blessed day. Yep. Uh, same to you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Hope you guys enjoyed. Shout out to Mr. Uh, um, whatchamacallit, Howard Davis. Um, very nice person. Very, you know, down-to-earth individual. So uh, had a really good time talking with him. Be sure to like, rate, comment, and subscribe. And I will see you guys soon on the next one. And here's the outro. Peace out. Salute to the mighty, mighty LDBC, TWT. I will not be gone. I will have another fighter coming on. That's Mr. Derek Diesel Jackson. So stay tuned. I'll see you guys soon. Peace out. <laughs>